0: in this episode you know it was like this manly man that i looked up to and then all of a sudden he was like what? he was in this vulnerable humiliating position and uh oh, i, I so felt horrible, horrible. it did scarred me and so i was like man, i better make sure i'm always knocking on the bathroom door You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 40, The Dangers of Virtual Reality and the Most Popular Phobias. Hello, everybody. I am Chad Lutsky.
1: And I'm Jeremiah Bannister.
0: And you are listening and or watching Paleo Cheese Podcast. We're part Mm -hmm. of the Project Entertainment Network. And this episode, we're kicking back again to no guest. Shooting from the hip, yeah. And you are bringing some amazing topics. Oh, oh no!
1: <laughs> now I know why you wanted to wait. No, I was, no, I, was I, wanted I wanted to wait.
0: I wanted because you didn't have confidence oh. in your topic. Oh yeah. So very no. quickly, I thought of one, and I was gonna run by, no. run my topic by you and see if, if you thought, yeah, let's go with that before you even gave me your three. My topic was. I found a list because I really like your idea of the lists. I found a list of oh, yeah. the, the top most popular fears or phobias that people have,
1: dude. I would say go with that. Be, well, okay. I'll still go through these because it kind of overlaps with something I wanted to talk about, okay? And so, and that was one of my ideas, but I was like, did we already talk about our phobias and stuff? Although, dude, I've got one now. I've got one that's wrecking my sleep, dude. <laughs> yeah. I saw something I shouldn't have seen. It is a video game too. Anyway, so okay, here's my topic, so Chad. And then we we can talk about the video game cuz dude, I'm telling okay. you, bro, this is another okay. level. So okay. Um one of the topics and remember, I'm I'm not very confident in any of these, but the first one would have been planes, trains, boats or automobiles. Like have you traveled in any? Right? I've been in all of them, and I thought that'd be fun. Yeah, bad. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be like planes, trains, but I figured we might be able to say planes, trains, and automobiles, and people would be like, "Oh, yeah, the movie." And we're like, "Ah, we got you." <laughs> we're not talking about that. It's one of my favorite though. Um, if you didn't have this career, which would you choose? Right,
0: that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. That's what
1: is bad. next in horror? That's the third one. Uh, okay.
2: that's
0: talents and
1: skills, habits and goals. Like that's more like personal though. But it's still, you know, we, we've talked about writing and we've talked about other stuff like that. Um, and then one was just about social media. But I figured it would like be a little controversial. So yeah. we're going to stay away from that. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. So I'm like, well, okay. But I, I figured that the, what is the next in horror? When you said, you know, things that people are scared of, it kind of... Rem- it kind of reminds me of that. My son right now, he's practicing for a horror film. He's in the back screaming. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's he's found his like, he's found his voice. He found his voice a while ago, but mm-hmm. it's it's at that place now where he's found his sentences. So now it's just blah, 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 and he'll stream together. Yeah. Sometimes you want him to talk and say like full blown paragraphs. Just get him angry. You get him angry where he wants something, and he's like you know upset at an injustice. Have one of the kids grab one of his toys. Next thing you know the guy's just, you know, off to the races full paragraphs. You're like, yeah. you talk like that more, bro. So, but the fear thing, you know, that was something relevant even recently for me and I've been thinking a lot about, you know, cuz I told you I watched the video about the horror cycle. Uh, John Hess, mm-hmm. the uh, guy who talked about it, got a great mm-hmm. show, filmmaker IQ. And um it just made me think about it. I've been thinking about it a lot. And so when when the idea of what is the next kind of horror, you know, we've touched on that a little bit, you know, you, uh, you said you thought certain that we'd come to kind of an end maybe of like the zombie stuff. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I got you wrong on that, but um, I thought I remembered (laughs) hearing you say that before.
0: It may have been a hope of mine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's, we'll, we'll go with the phobias. then. that way you can talk about Uh your, uh, your uh, thing that spooked you. But yes, I do like man. a couple of those things, and I think they would make for a good conversation.
1: Yeah, we can put them on the list. You know, I haven't looked at this list, by the way. Yeah, no, you have not.
0: Have yeah. it up. I have. I have it up. I I haven't looked at any of the. Oh, you
1: haven't phobias. looked at the list of the phobias. No. Oh, dang, dude. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I I put it out there, man, that I'm like, you know, I got all sorts of them. <laughs> I got yeah. I got all sorts of them, which is why it's funny if I just sit down and watch a scary movie by myself. Although I, I learned recently, I thought I could watch what I was watching as a video game. And I learned that video games, dude, modern video games, you can't just assume that, oh, it's spooky like Castlevania. And it's like, no, 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 yeah. This is uh, <laughs> turn the lights on right now.
0: So, have you, have yeah. you ever played a video game like that w- using virtual reality?
1: No, dude. I, I, I only intense. played I only played virtual reality for the first time a couple months ago. There's my, my buddy is a heart surgeon here in town mm-hmm. and uh, for children's hospital and, uh, or heart doctor. Let me, he's not a surgeon, he's a heart doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, And he, his son had a birthday party. Ambrose, one of his buddies. So we went, it was a VR place. They're members there and stuff. And uh, so I got a I, chance to play it. Dude. Well, I, I played one. That's like, it's, it's like, you look like you got a lightsaber, but you're really playing drums. You know, it's kind of like the fruit yeah, Slicer that. game and yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. but then i played one dude that's outer space
2: Mm -hmm.
1: bro where you're you you're kind of flipping out man you're swirling around you're looking all over the place you're floating slowly away and trying to grab for things and i'm like did you get (laughs) nauseous oh yeah i got totally nauseous for a second it went away i got some weird thoughts about vr though man like i i don't know i i what what's the what's the one movie with bruce willis where they're, they're inside of the little capsule living life in this fake world and then they, you know, the I VR world. I haven't seen it when I know what you're talking about. I oh, dude, so. yeah. I, that's the vision I, I see of the future. I mean, I think that's like predictive programming.
0: <laughs> I say, well, I yeah, do, we're
1: all going there.
0: We're I all following see, the
1: path of, you know, hard nipple Zuckerberg. We're all doing it. I do see an eventual like
0: 12-step program needed for uh, this kind of stuff in the future for gaming. Yeah. I mean, I know that they already have like um, not in every town or anything i know they already have like uh 12-step programs for like world of warcraft and stuff because people getting involved in those games they get so wrapped up that um they just forget about everything else eating sleeping excuse me work yeah. so i think that when the the uh, games get to the point because when i grew up uh games were not addictive man they were just like something that you had fun with for half hour to an hour yeah there was just no way you could get addicted to the the games that i played growing up on the on the atari but you know through the years especially when you start dealing with people online and you're you're you know you don't have to have a friend coming over to play with someone you know these these mmorpgs are uh you know they're they're so accessible and a lot of them are free now um and you there's so many of them and people just get so wrapped up i can see you know, just like back in the day, not everybody had a computer. And if you had a computer, it was like, wow, you were kind of a, you know, a big deal. Yeah. But now everybody has a computer in their pocket playing, in, in, you know, with incredible graphics on there. You can watch a movie, you can read a book, you can, you know, take pictures and alter them or whatever, make or make a whole film. And all of the video games have killer graphics on them too. Yeah. So when we reach a point where it's virtual reality worlds, where you're completely engulfed in the, you know, the graphics they have now for them are good, but they're not what they're going to be where you are truly engulfed in a different world. And with that is an eventual, probably very dangerous pornography and or sex addiction that I think will come along with that too. It's like black mirror, man. Maybe even to the point of, um, I, I do worry about, uh, like feeding uh, the pedophiles, and will it become legal to have like maybe a character selection screen where you choose the size, and some pervert chooses this, you know, nine-year-old girl form? I know it's a little dark, but
1: no, I, but, dude, I, I totally see it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. But, it's, I I believe it's coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: believe it's coming, and you know, we're we're all wrapped up in it like you know, so so bedazzled. And bewitched by the whole thing that it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll we'll rationalize almost anything, you know, it'll get to the place, you know, where it's kind of funny. I mean, it it took a long time for people to start getting serious about like, you know, Joe cool, you know, but, (laughs) but it got, it got to the place where it was enough people not smoking that they, they, you didn't have enough people excusing things because of their addictions. Right. And that's, that's aside from the idea of whether or not they should have banned Joe cool at all. But the idea that the conversation even came up enough people had already figured out, you know, smoking is not healthy for you. <laughs> the doctor at Chesterfield might be telling you to have a cigarette a day. It keeps the doctor away. But we don't believe that. Otherwise, why am I? <laughs> why am I coughing? My brain doesn't sound good. I got a phlegm in my throat now. My teeth are yellow. Yeah. So, you know, I got gum disease. And what is this cancer? And so, you know, um, we're not there with video games or anything. But that's one of the fears I've got, too, man. Is technocracy, you know, and and where are we going with this? I mean, I I envision the day and age of a lot of people doing sex robots and junk. Just oh, straight, for sure. Oh yeah, straight sure. up. Like I yeah. think my kids are going to have to, you know, if they if they expand out and they travel or they go to school anywhere, or, you know, because of their work or whatever, and begin to get outside the bubble here, mm-hmm. that they're going to meet people who are like, oh yeah, here's my, you know, sex robot partner, you know, whatever. And they're going to have to be able to have a reasonable conversation with that person, and yeah, you know. So,
0: I saw a documentary. I think it's on YouTube, and I can't remember what it's called. But it went through over, I think, four different stories of men who are uh, have relationships with their sex dolls. You know, we're mm. talking like the the super kind of ultra realistic dolls. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it was sad to oh, see yeah, totally. these guys uh, just yeah, it was sad it was <clears throat> strange documentary and I can see um, yeah, sex robot, dude, all of that, sex robots, virtual uh, reality sex, and of course, what I was talking about earlier will there be a law where you can't uh, you know, like will you be able to get a program or a game that allows you to create those kind of characters that um, you know, like I said like uh, underage characters and stuff yeah. I would assume you can because the fact that they have what is this? What is that called? The hensha or hanesha or what? What is it? What Hentai. Is it? Yeah, you know they have that <laughs> isn't that no. isn't that loaded oh. with? Aren't those created
1: specifically to look like young girls? Uh, I'm assuming so, but I, I, you know, I I never watched it. Believe it or not. I Me mean, neither. So, but I, yeah. I know
0: the word and I've seen pictures,
1: yeah. and they all look I, the same. So so much of so much of um asian pop culture is that i mean there are so, so much of asian sexualized what well, no matter what it is totally yeah japan particularly yeah even even k-pop and stuff
0: no offense to um our japanese listeners
1: my wife is half korean and she loves k-pop so i mean i'm <laughs> if i'm stepping on toes it's the one i'm going to bed with <laughs> i'm gonna be in some trouble she'd be like yeah. well she used to argue she used to argue that K-pop is like much better than American pop. Right. And like, we're talking on a moral scale and stuff. And I said, it won't take long. I said, it's it's just starting. I said, just wait. The more commercialized it gets. I said, they're primed big time. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's almost like a culture that everybody's kind of into the Catholic school girl with the skimpy dress sort of thing, you know, mm. but it's, it's like dressing up as little kids and he hee hee and the high pitched, yeah. tweaky thing, you know. And so there's a lot of that. But when I say sexualized
0: over there, I mean like sexualized, dude. Like the game shows and stuff that they have,
1: no, where they're like, I only I've only seen Running Man.
0: What? No, it's not. What? No, it's a no. show. Oh, it is. Yeah.
1: What's that? You're not talking about the Arnold? Arnold? No, no, I'm not talking about Arnold i think it's called running man i think you're hold on a second man i'm gonna actually give my I, wife no i think this. i know what you're talking about no dude i'm talking about stuff where like um <laughs> she has to confirm this dude because if it's not we're, running we're... man i don't want people to blo- what's the name of that korean game show you like Man. wham yeah <laughs> running no. man I, just no, dude, i'm yeah. talking
0: about like where huh. there's nudity and stuff where no, men yeah. men are putting their faces in boobs and trying to guess whose boobs are their wives and stuff like that. Or wow. smelling their butts and stuff like that's that. That's yeah, a dude. funny
1: one though, dude. You gotta admit that that was hilarious. I know what you're talking about. Where it's there's ridiculous it's all dark and you have to like go to each little box and the one had like dude, dude, this, the, the butt sheets right next to it. that's come on. Now I don't know if if, <laughs> if, if
0: it's like primetime stuff or if it's something no. you got to get on DVD. I don't I don't I don't know what their laws are over there for nudity. You know I don't know if it's like uh, I think France can have nudity too and stuff, but yeah I don't know man. But so what was this game that you played that, that scared you?
1: Uh is it A.K.A. Is it Maruto? Hold on. Oh dude, I will I will look this up, man. I got to get it just right. Hold on, A K A. Let's see, manto, 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 M-A-N-T-O. Okay, brother. It's based on an urban legend, right? Of this, this, Is this lady. Japanese. Uh, I thought it was Korean, but it's Asian, I, though. okay. Yeah, it's Asian. I'm, I'm I'm looking up right now. A.K.A. Manto. How do you pronounce this, but Anyway, so let's see. It's a, A.K.A. Red Cape or Red Mantle. Japanese, Japanese Urgent legend right about a masked spirit who wears a red cloak and so and it literally scares the living uh, crap out of you (laughs) that's basically it right um oh oh demon words it haunts people in public toilets (laughs) what's the
0: lore behind
1: that i bro i don't know but i'm telling you okay so my cousin um my cousin Derek. Uh, he's into he's a gamer guy. His kid is a gamer, and he made you know. So my my nephew Michael makes uh, uh, games. He has a Twitch, and so he's live streaming with his buddies and does some stuff like he likes Halo. So you'll see him play Halo. He likes playing a yeah. lot of these games. Yeah. Well, dude, he was playing this one, and I I saw this. And I think he has it actually on YouTube. Maybe I'll put it in the description down below uh, on YouTube as well as on uh, uh, a cast, but. Mm-hmm. This this uh, video man, you're walking, you're in yeah, public, you know, a public area that has bathrooms. It's got you know the whole row with the doors and stuff, and you're waiting in like a super dark, and all you've got is a match. So Mm -hmm. when you're walking and you're looking around, there's cobwebs and super dark everywhere. So it's
0: loaded with jump scares. Bro,
1: well, it's I don't know about jump scares, I just know this the the uh, the cloaked figure, this chick, Mm -hmm. super tall, and when she walks by. It sounds like your the heartbeat's like and it's like like a psycho sound almost right yeah and dude it i'm telling and you try to hide like and you're running as fast as you can to hide and the screen is like blinking like red like blood like. dude i was watching that bugger downstairs by myself and it, well first with the kids and i'm like oh i'm like wow i'm like oh your cousins making some games and oh, behold, that's what he was playing. I said ah. so. We're watching it. Ambrose said he's like, Papa, I can't watch this anymore. This is too scary. I'm like thinking, Oh no, this isn't scary. And I made a joke saying, I would love to play this game, try playing this game at three in the morning mm-hmm. by myself, turn off the lights, everybody's asleep. 3 a.m. Papa Bear turns on the game and plays just for fun to see. Um, no, dude, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even have to play it. I went upstairs to go to bed that night and I'm laying down. And I hear this little noise. We got we got this door that goes up to the attic, you know. And I hear this noise, and immediately I'm like, oh! and I like look up, and I'm like looking at the door, and I'm in that state where you're like kind of going <laughs> to sleep and kind of awake. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for that freaking ghosty chick to come out and be like, rah. <laughs> I'm like, "No, so dude." I like I went back to sleep, and it, it happened again. It happened like three times, man. So then the next day, I go downstairs, and I'm I'm down, and it was super late like way past bedtime, I'm by myself, the lights are, most of them are off. And I had my green screen downstairs, I had my green screen to the side, so I'm kind of like in this cube, right? Mm -hmm. I have, it's an artificial barrier here, wall, and I can't see the rest of the basement. And I'm sitting there, so the only way to get into this little area is to walk on the far end of the green screen, which is like a little door almost. And dude, it's behind me. And I Mm -hmm. keep like looking back, and I'm like, oh, and I'd look over and I'm like, I can't see what's on the other side. I got off. I moved the green screen because I was so nervous about it, man. I moved the whole green screen just you. so I could see if the red cloak ghosty man was going to come get me. And I said, I don't know if I could function, man. If I played that game for real, I'll I'll still try it. You know, that would, that would get us some views, man. Dude. Yeah. Watching you play a game like that. <laughs> I'd have to bleep it out because I just have a feeling you know because i i swear i don't swear tons but i do i do say some words and so but i try not to on the show you know ever and on on you know the show i used to host i i didn't either and so i just have a feeling dude watching this with a jump scare that it's just gonna come out and i'm just gonna say something dude i'll have to beep it out for the kiddies you know my
0: uh my son plays those all the time nakoda yeah so, all right, let's go through these top 10 phobias that are on medicinenet.com. I have Medi- a, I have medicine net.com. A... medicine
1: net. Oh, so this yeah. is like, you know, I mean, it's online, you know. Yeah. It seems, it's, it's kind of legit well, Yeah, website, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so number number 10 is triskaidekaphobia, which is the an extreme fear related to the number 13.
1: Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm going back. I'm going to number 10. All right. Yeah. Wow. A superstition. Uh, yeah. Uh, Basically. Triscadic Triscadacophobia. Triscadacophobia, yeah. Yeah. Triscadacophobia.
0: Extreme, extreme fear related to the number 13. No um, way. Yeah, no way. I, I don't have... I was born on Friday the 13th, so I feel what? like I, I can't have... I'm not allowed to have that. <laughs> you were really born on Friday the 13th? Yeah. What, mm-hmm. dude,
1: wow, yeah. man, all yeah. the stars have come together all of a sudden for me. Like, each little piece is a constellation, dude. It they makes help sense, me understand it? you, yeah. Of course, if I, you know, I bet if I was born on Christmas, well, I don't know if I was born on Christmas. If I love Christmas, I'd probably grow to hate it. No, but Friday the 13th it makes sense, dude.
0: Friday the 13th, and it was the, 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 the same day I was born. Black Sabbath released their very first album,
2: dude. Really,
0: yep, creepy album, yep. So yeah, I was I was destined to love horror.
1: The only thing I know having to do with something in pop culture is my birthday is that the uh oh, the Bee Gees. Yeah, the Bee Gees had the number one song in the country to do with Night Fever. And Night if Fever. people listen to it, that's probably the song that was bumping dude in my heart when I came out because that's Maybe, what I, feel like. I
0: remember but, spinning that dude when I was about <clears throat> eight. My mom had the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, man, and it's loaded with BG songs. The whole soundtrack was awesome, and dude. You're,
1: you were probably listening to that when I was born, probably. Probably, that's exactly what you were doing. As, were fact, doing. as a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. I remember that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, okay, I'm not. I'm not afraid of the number thirteen, dude. It's one of my favorite numbers.
0: I have a slight yeah. superstition, not not anything like you know i like i avoid it i get i'm aware of it i think is is I, there's an awareness there it's not like if i see the number i have an awareness of it it's not like looking at 13? the number 8 or something yeah right really? yeah i just have an awareness just like i yeah, there are certain yeah. numbers that i have an awareness for you know like the number 6 or the number 7 or the number 13
1: see 6 doesn't give me 7 13 17 23 27 33 37 and then in the 40s i don't even care yeah like i'm like there there are plenty
0: of numbers that, that have to do that i kind of associate with different things but uh yeah i would say the 13 is yeah it's not a fear but it's something that like i said i'm i'm aware of when i when i see it
1: yeah three seven nine i'm probably gonna get all accused of like Being some kind of Illuminati gematria thing, (laughs) they're gonna be like, like, look at the numbers he's pulling out, you know. Say, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I, I like those numbers. They'll just call you OCD. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's my thing. Maybe that's why (gasps) I have a, um, Yeah. yeah. So, okay, number nine is phasmophobia. It's the fear of ghosts, and it is quite a common fear. It says.
1: Fear yeah, of ghosts. Yeah, phasmophobia. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm phasmophobic. A little, little eaters, little eaters. It,
0: it, it's almost. It feels like one of those fears where it's like. I don't know. Is it really a fear? Like I don't want to get, like I don't want to um get hit by a car and die. Does that yeah. mean I have a phobia of? You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, or maybe the, do you know what i'm saying like if there were ghosts yeah. wouldn't you be just naturally a afraid, little afraid, just afraid. Like you would yeah. naturally be afraid of getting hit by a car that doesn't mean you have a phobia
1: of it's it. a different kind though right like um c.s lewis talks about uh, i don't know if it's about if it's fear i think it is though he says if you were told that there was a um a, a spirit in a room mm-hmm. right um and then uh, if you were told that there was a tiger the kinds of fear that you would experience would be different. Like that's philosophically speaking. So he, yeah, he, yeah I forget what I, I forget what it's in. I don't know if it's in the problem of pain or uh, miracles. I don't remember which one. Um, but he was well, talking I think, about. I think fear. with the
0: spirit, with the spirit, you would have to. First of all, you would have to absolutely believe a hundred percent without a shadow of a doubt. Whereas with the tiger, you would believe, and you would know that this there's a high chance this will end violently and badly.
1: But are you saying that there's like, if if it was confirmed that in fact there was a spirit, not just that you were told because yeah. someone could go, well, no, I don't believe that. But if they're like, it's verifiably true, you're going to walk through the door and there's a spirit for real in that room. Tigers if, have a history
0: and... of eating meat and, <laughs> and, and, and eating humans. So uh, yeah. ghosts don't. Ghost is, the ghost thing is more of like a fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. You know what's probably going to happen with the tiger, because there's a there's a you know, there's but, I've heard ghosts can
1: scratch. Remember, I mean there's that. I've seen news reports, dude. I can stand a, outside like, your door th- and scratch. Does that mean yeah. you gonna... <laughs> They're going to scratch you. You're like, you're like ow. You're like that itches. Like that stings a little. Like if you put oh, salt you on a little wound big, or something. You're though. talking about that
0: nutty lady. That <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: where the the uh, cameraman got
1: Scratched. Got scratched, scratched. He yeah. doesn't
0: want you here.
1: Yeah. You're talking about that one, yeah Yeah,
0: because you're getting the
1: story out yeah and it's like yeah how'd you know that like what if he, he just didn't clip his nails recently and you know bumped into you or something yeah i, I see what you're saying yeah but no yeah, I, I, I am a little bit spooked right by the ghost a little obviously man i was scared that maybe that you know man or whatever the crap was going to come through the door
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so yeah i got a little at least a little it's, it takes a lot though i'm not just like scared in general, I mean, I can watch a lot of movies, ghost movies, and stuff, it's one of my favorites, yeah. Um, and that doesn't spook me. I watched tons of the ghost shows, I used to watch them all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I didn't get scared, I was more interested to see if there was ever going to be one time where I'd be like, I, you know what, that's pretty un- unbelievable, and I got mm-hmm. really bored holding out for that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. So, all right, yeah. How about let's
0: see, number eight, emetophobia. This is the fear of vomiting. This makes a person unnaturally afraid of vomiting, vomiting especially in public. I've heard of this, and I think I've known some people like that. Um, Actually, I do know someone like that. Uh, Fear of vomiting. Vomiting is no fun, man. makes your eyes water, your throat burn. If it gets in your nose, that burns too. And it puts you out of commission, kind of. But I think that the fear probably stems from Uh, losing control of your functions of your body, yeah, and the embarrassment, like like it says here, uh, especially in public, um, that was this particular person's fear is they were afraid they're going to crap their pants in public or (laughs) or vomit in
1: public. Yeah, Yeah. I've never been afraid of that, but I I, I'm pretty controlled when it comes to puking. Mm -hmm. You know, like I mean, for real, I've actually had to teach my kids because they get scared when they are puking. You know, Mm -hmm. if they if they get sick. Their belly's all sick and stuff, and they're like, Oh no, I gotta pee. And they're all like, Papa, yeah. hurry, come in here. And I'm like, Okay, yeah. So I go in and I calm them down. I'm like, Look, you have to control this. Like, you have to. It is to... scary for kids because it,
0: it yeah. um, they can, you feel like also like you can't catch your breath. Mm-hmm. And when you do, it's like a, it, it, it's acidic, you know, and it, it's hard yeah. to catch your breath with something like that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I get that, especially for kids. Yeah, I get, I remember, I think it was Nakota he was always afraid of that because i think it happened once when he was young and i think that was his experience it was like you know loss of control yeah. can't can't um it hurts um and you can't breathe especially if you're violently vomiting yeah and you're just trying to catch your breath and it's scary cuz you're like man i you know so he did develop kind of a fear and and um so when he would get sick and nauseous and felt like he was going to puke i would just trying to remind them listen man if you do that's like the beginning of healing here you're probably yeah. going to feel better and i remember i had countless times getting way too drunk or st- or stoned even and um making myself puke yeah. feeling so much better uh to the point where i would grab another brew or you know another <laughs> oh, yeah. glass of what i was yeah, doing no. and, and get back to partying but
1: um yeah dude i that's what it was with me it was it was drugs and alcohol that yeah. I puked so much yeah. that I just got into the place where I'm like, I've got to control it. Like I have to be in the mental zone, mm-hmm. you know, like Wim Hof in this thing. And just and. but now I know that if I ever get to the point where it is hard for me to breathe, then that's actually something that's worrisome at that point, because I'm so good at puking now <laughs> that mm-hmm. I, I am. I'm, I'm really good at puking and I, I control myself. I get out. I kind of joke and say, yeah, I'm going to puke right now. Here we go and you let it go and then you're done you're you're focused and you know not overwhelmed because i think a lot of it's just the fact that internally people are overwhelmed and they're straining so hard and you know seeing stars and stuff that if you if you're letting it happen and you're like focused on breathing when you can and knowing that most of the time you'll be able to breathe soon that as long as you Mm -hmm. keep that under control but then again i mean there's weird situations man i want to give somebody you know the idea they're like oh hey you know, I, I if I get drunk, I just just puke and I'll be I'll be better because I'll tell you, man, I just we I just learned I didn't know I knew that the lady from the cranberries died, but I didn't know that she died of drowning alcohol, mm-hmm. where she was drunk and drown. Right. Yeah, right. I didn't know this. And so I just yeah, found this out this week. I was like, holy cow.
0: Yeah, that's that's that. No. no, no, not to say that puking is the answer to getting drunk and then and uh, <laughs> yeah, you no. fixing your no, yeah, yeah these no, are Chad's tips. Say, <laughs> yeah, he's do like, you want to
1: keep... drink some more, just yeah. puke. You're good, you keep partying. <laughs> if,
0: if that bad trip you're on gets a little too hardcore, <laughs> just puke and you'll be all right. No, um, I, I do have a puking story, and it, it's it's the last time I ever. Puked as a result of being sick. When I was thirteen or fourteen, and I was with our mutual friend Joe Dewey, and he had invited me through his church, St. Phil, to go to Echo Valley. And for those not familiar with Echo Valley, um, it is a kind of like a winter park where you jump in a toboggan. You wait in a long line like it's some ride, and you jump in a toboggan. and, And there are several like almost like bobsledding runs. Uh, on this thing at the top of this really large hill and all of these runs are heavily iced over and so when you drop on the toboggan they usually load the toboggan with like four or five people it's a really long wooden toboggan uh with with no sides or anything but once you go you end up going about 65 miles an hour and you go down the hill and under a bridge holy cow and then it starts to turn you never been to echo valley dude no
1: that's okay. one of the few. It's on my bucket list in life because everybody. Okay. And it's always youth group, dude. Yeah, and you got you yeah. got to be careful of yeah.
0: your 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 feet, and your knees, and your hands, your elbows, because like I said, there's no sides. If you wanted to destroy yourself, <laughs> you could easily do it. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you know. So I, I get this thing like same with Cedar Point and and Walt Disney World, where I get that anticipatory anxiety when waiting in line of a big ride.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: Like, especially when you're waiting there for 45 minutes and every, you know, five minutes, all you hear is screams of terror. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you, you know, you, you're slowly approaching that terror yourself. Yeah. And so it's this buildup. And so um when I went to Echo Valley, there was a lot of that, you know, so we would wait in line and then we would do our thing and then we'd come back and do that. Well, they had... Uh, it was loaded. There was a ton of people there. It wasn't just from his church. I mean, it's just it's a you know it's a, a it's a packed full of people. And so when I, I had to use the bathroom, and I I have n- never been comfortable with I'm like what you would call a, a private pooper, I guess. <laughs> like if yeah. yeah. I'm at school. Ow. I'm holding it. I don't care how painful it gets. I'm not going to school. When I went to high school, they didn't have stall doors anyway. Yeah, which doesn't make any kind of sense. But um, so yeah, it's like I the would, Navy.
1: Yeah, they didn't either.
0: I pee all day, but yeah. uh, pooping for me, for whatever reason, is just like this private thing. Like even with my wife, or or um, you you're know, like I get out of here. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go anywhere really? here. If she can hear me or see me sitting in that vulnerable position. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm very proud <laughs> of like I, mean, I, I will piss in front you're of like any, You're like I'll a cat. I will piss in front of anyone. Yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't matter me. I don't, I don't care. But yeah, you're sitting there like you're, you're in this vulnerable position. Very humbling you know, wow. And um <laughs> oh, yeah. you got your elbows <laughs> on your on your naked thighs and you just no man. Um oh, matter of fact, position. when I was in when I was at one of my friend's house <laughs> oh, oh, staying the weekend with him, oh, oh. I walked on in on his dad in that position. <laughs> And it <laughs> scarred me so hardcore, dude, because I felt so <laughs> guilty and so embarrassed for him that I what? because he just like, it was like a deer <laughs> in the headlights and he was in that position. You know, it was like this manly man that I looked up to. And then all of a sudden he was like, he was in this vulnerable, humiliating (laughs) position. And uh, I I felt horrible. It it didn't scar me. And so I was like, man, I better make sure I'm always knocking on the bathroom door.
1: (laughs) I I can imagine dude, if he's like... And he's like pushing dude and like veins are popping out but if a guy just goes what and looks over that's not vulnerable dude but I mean, dude, if you' like that's you're how like, I saw it but if you're like toes pushing against you know something and you're like where it's like pushing up against the back of the toilet and you're grunting, yeah like your if face you're at is the bowling,
0: red if you're at the bowling <laughs> I'm also like you would never find me like at the at the of oh. the bowling alley being the guy that's in the stall even though you can't see me and I can't see you being this guy in the stall that's grunting and making really loud noises when my, you know, crap hits the water and you know that and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. Dude. So whenever I go into a, a bath oh. like that <laughs> and I hear someone straining and grunting and making, because I, I assume <laughs> that you can stop that. You don't have to grunt like that. You can still use your your muscles and stuff. But some of these dudes are just like,
1: oh. Yeah, but they're all, like, 60, dude. Yeah, but, I, dude... I, I know I, the tight man. I'm, like,
0: having to have some dignity, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I got too much pride, man. I, I just... I don't know. I can't. Oh. I'm too vain, I guess. Oh, dude. But anyway, back to my puking story.
1: <laughs> That's my this... puking story.
0: <laughs> no, I said back to my puking story. Oh,
1: back to it. Okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. I, there's this okay.
0: public restroom they have, you know? Yeah. And... Um I had to go so bad, and it was because of the buildup. Because, dude, when I get nervous when I was younger, I would like be standing in line. I'd be farting all all for the half hour I'm standing there just <laughs> farting. And so it's all this stuff is building up in me. Oh. and I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't go yeah. number two in here, man. There's just no way I'm doing it. Yeah. And then I remember at one point I tried. Because people are going in and out of the bathroom, <laughs> in and out of the bathroom. I didn't want anyone to see me in you that tried. vulnerable position.
1: What? <laughs> you tried. Dude, it, I mean like. Was there, were there I doors? Would, you're like no, you're in seat a vulnerable position, you'd lock that door.
0: Lock no, it. No, I'd, sta- I'd be standing there. <clears throat> then everyone would clear out. And i run for the stall. And I remember I tried going a little bit. Like I let loose a little. And then I hurried up because someone was coming and then i hurried up I, I you know wiped whatever got my pants uh, back up it wasn't done and so i spent the rest of the time it, there miserable um because of my nerves and the fact that i i, I could not go to the bathroom so aren't on the you way back
1: creating a more vulnerable situation like if you're like holding it team. in you're
0: like yeah so we're, we're on the we're on the bus going back <laughs> home after the echo valley thing I still haven't gone other than that little you know, leak, I I, I let happen, um, you know, just first, like ninja poop, I guess you'd call it. And so I'm in there and the bus has a couple of hot chicks on it that I went to school with. And um, they must have been invited oh, to to go to the St. Phil yeah. thing. So uh, I was talking to Joe and I said, dude, I don't feel so. And that's about all I could get out. And I just layered that bus with vomit dude and it was uh, it went down in the you know the the grooved tracks in the center of a um bus uh, it got stuck in there and uh, the girl the girls were like two or three seats ahead of us and and everybody saw me puke and heard it And then the the girls were like, um, you know how you were talking about when you crapped your pants on Gabriel. uh, (laughs) yeah. In front of Gabriel and what's her name? I'll never forget
1: it. Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) how it was. You're like, ew.
0: Particularly these two hot chicks. And the vomit is caught in the grooves and like slowly like going toward the front of the bus in the grooves toward them. And they're like, it's getting closer. Ew. Dude, I are so, like have play just, by I, playing
1: the whole thing.
0: I should have just crapped in yeah. the in the thing.
1: <laughs> you should have, yes, yes. You should have gone in there and yeah. just pooped, dude. You know, I... little
0: did I know how humiliated I actually would be. <laughs> so <laughs> later on, by not because, yeah. and I'm assuming it's because I refused to to poop. <laughs>
1: Dude, the anxiety you were going through is probably immense. I mean, you probably internally, in the mind, psychologically, physiologically, the anxiety was just crushing.
0: Yeah. So, so change my emetophobia to pooping in public phobia, I guess, because it's not happening. Pooping in
1: public phobia. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening.
0: All right, number seven, (laughs) carcinophobia. This is the fear of developing cancer. People tend to yeah, correlate yeah. every new symptom with cancer. For example, every headache is a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That calls kind of falls in under the uh, uh, what do they call them? Um, uh, God darn it! What's the word? Um, hypochondriac uh, kind of class of people yeah. Yeah, who yeah. you know think that yeah. Ironically, yeah, the same I, person I, that, that the same person that I know uh, who is afraid to crap their pants or puke in public is also a a hypochondriac big time.
1: Yeah. I, um, I've, I used to have that fear, you know, and then, well, yeah, I, I mean, I remember, you know, I, I'd look up any symptom I had, you know, was Mm -hmm. like, if I had something, I'd look it up and I would see, oh my gosh, cancer's on the list. It's a bad idea. Yeah. And so, you know, but, um, I've actually gotten a little bit better at it (laughs) to understand, like, how yeah. do weed things out, you know, kind of what doctors are looking for. And so, but the thing is, is that, you know, once my daughter was diagnosed with cancer, once my sister was diagnosed with cancer, all yeah. of a sudden I had to start studying cancer. Sure. So the more I studied cancer, I was like, well, okay, well, you know, here are things to look out for. Like I, I recently called the doctor about um, uh, moles that I have. Mm-hmm. None of them are appearing cancerous, but mm-hmm. they are the oddball out, right? They're the ones that the colors are different. It's not. It's it's kind of misshapen a little bit. It, yeah. it they would be the kind that they would be w- desiring to take off, right? Mm-hmm. And say we should probably just get rid of that one, you know, for potential future issues and stuff. So, right. but but I used to I used to be always nervous about that kind of thing, and you know I had issues with. Uh, acid reflux for a while i was having Mm -hmm. issues with that and i would have anxiety issues and so when i would get and thinking stuff's cancer makes it even worse you know you really start thinking I, you know i recently i had um uh uh, what is it pitted edema Mm -hmm. that sucked watery you know it's like swollen feet and you press Mm. down on it it stays like play-doh That junk is, it's spooky, man. I go in, they do blood work and they're like, Hey man, you got your kidneys, your liver, everything is just awesome. You're <laughs> there's no indication that there's like, platelets are off or anything like that. And, uh, and they're like, actually, you know, you seem pretty healthy overall. They're like, but you know, you're getting older. You were sitting down for hours and hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility, you know, Raynaud uh, phenomenon stuff that could be affecting this. So they said, you know, I didn't even need diuretics. They They said they weren't even going to give me a water pill to get rid of it. They said just elevate it above your heart exercise. Just keep, you know, if it happens, do some walking around, stand up, don't sit down for hours at a time, stand up, walk around and keep working on stuff to get your, your circulation better for your blood also for the Raynaud's. So, but I, but that spooked me, right? That was the first time in a long time where I started wondering underlying condition, but I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking cancer. I was thinking, you know, is it a heart problem? Is it a kidney failure? That kind of thing. And I, But I've kind of gotten over that. And actually, it's the last time because I used to constantly. I've been in the hospital so many times, you know, and they'd check me and they'd put me on little sticky things at the VA to see, you know, what's going on with me. And every time it was something to do with my consumption of caffeine or like I used to drink ridiculous amounts of caffeine Mm -hmm. Um, or that it, it was just, you know, anxiety. And it wasn't any other physiological reason for that. And I, I've even had a yeah. CT scan done and stuff. I mean, it was uh, all sorts of craziness that happened with me for that. But the last time it ever happened, I was having an anxiety attack and I was at the house and I used to always think when I was in, having an anxiety attack that I was having a heart attack. That's what I thought.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I, common.
1: I, yeah, it's common. So I'm standing outside in the door, in the doorway, the doors open and i'm all keeled over i can't even like stand up i i'm kind of like keeled over at the waist i got my hands on my knees and i'm freaking out man i'm like oh my gosh my world's ending and i used to have my wife cuz my brain was reeling so fast in those moments that i would try to check my heart rate my heart rate would be elevated sometimes a yeah. lot but I could Which never would make it even elevated even more when you when you check it the, and then you're yeah. checking over and over and over. Is it still there? Is it still there? Mm-hmm. Which is just a vicious cycle. Yeah. So I remember reaching my arm out, pleading with my wife to check my heart rate. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and this was in the moment was kind of like <laughs> offensive. But she like yeah. looked at me and she's like. And just shook her head and walked off and just like. <laughs> She knows you, man. She knew it. And I'm sitting there, I have my I have my wrist out like this. And I'm like, what? And I was so (laughs) I was so offended, like as a man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm looking at her, like, what? I'm like, you're not gonna check my heart. I'm like, I'm I'm dying over here. I'm thinking that in my head, and and I'm looking at the door with her not there anymore across the room, she's gone. And I'm looking there, and it just kind of hit me Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I'm not dying right now. (laughs) I am not dying. And dude, I have I've had one panic attack since then,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was tr- weird. Trigger conversation about Bob Dylan, strangely enough, um, and it was just weird, random. But we were talking a lot about other things. My buddy had a stroke, and my daughter died, and it was shortly after that. But that was the last time. It was it wasn't major, but it's bad enough that I went through my ritualistic stuff and all that. Yeah. But the the thing is, since then, you know, I've been way better because i always remember you know what my wife what she did that day and i've also taken responsibility for stuff to get like minimize she minimized it yeah she minimized well dude and it was so like i said i was i was i felt like it was a slight against me like what what are you doing like where are you going right now (laughs) kind of thing i didn't say it out loud it was all in my head but it was it was a real wake-up moment for me
0: that's cool Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think age has a lot to do with that, that, uh, I, I wouldn't say I have a fear of developing cancer, but I think I, uh, you know, for my age, <clears throat> these are things that I, that I, I think about, I, you know, feel a new pain or something or a new sensation. I'm like, you know, what is that? Uh, I don't, I don't fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, I don't like rush to the doctor or anything. Um, and, and I've had so many strange, bizarre pains that would last for, you know, uh, anywhere from a day to uh, several weeks, and then I wouldn't ever have them again for years, and couldn't tell yeah. you what they are. And um, I'm also of the the uh, I subscribe to the idea that I know that you always hear about the stories where it's like, oh, if he'd just went to the doctor, he'd still be alive. They may, they meant maybe would have caught the cancer in time and that kind of thing, but. I also subscribe to the idea that if, if you, <clears throat> I think a lot of people, most people can't handle those kind of diagnoses and they make themselves sicker and shorten their lives and make yeah. it near impossible for that to go away. And I'm not saying as long as I don't find out that I'm going to heal myself somehow, but there is, uh, the mind is really, really powerful when it comes to healing. And, um, I can there's a term for it and I can't remember what it's called, there's something called, I actually was listening to somebody talk about it on the Joe Rogan podcast and they were talking about, um, not, uh, entertaining these ideas. Um, and there's a term for, I, I can't remember what it's, I can't remember what it's called. I wish I could. I, am horrible at retaining, um, stuff that I find interesting unless it's
1: horror or something or music but but it was it was saying that like was it get to the like the gist i guess it was it saying that if you don't think about it and if you think positive things he, there was or a if guy you... on there
0: that, that there was a guy on there that was giving a story now i can't remember if this is joe's story or the other guy's story i think it was the other guy's story and he was talking about how during the pandemic early on in the pandemic um i think he was told that uh he was really sick. I can't remember his condition, but he was told that he was that he was sick, and he had this really life-altering thing, very dangerous thing. And he went to the hospital, and they basically <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was getting interrupted by David Lee Roth. He's always trying yeah, to call yeah. me, and ask what's <laughs> up. but um, yeah, he was he was given a diagnosis. Um, and I can't remember, like I said, I can't remember what it was, but it was something you do not want to hear. And that essentially, um, he was going to die. So arrangements were being made and stuff. And then his, um, because of the pandemic going on, his family also couldn't come in. Um, and so he was suffering a big time as a result of all this. And they also talked about the importance of human communication when you're sick and Mm -hmm. human uh, having that, um, you know, if you're separated from humans and how you can just, we need someone else, you know, to help us, even to heal us, you know. And then he got real sick. He was getting ready to die. I think they gave him like not long at all. Like he was going to die in the hospital. Another doctor, for whatever reason, I can't remember why, maybe the family... Went in there, I think, because they found out, or a family called this other doctor and said, Yeah, they won't let us in there and he's dying. He's like, I'm going in there. I'm getting to the bottom of this. The other guy goes in there, checks him out. He's like, You don't have this. You're not dying. Uh-huh. Dude, that dude left the hospital in high spirits, like within like 24 hours. What? Everything, all of his symptoms went away. It was like when, when he was
1: told out. that he wasn't sick.
0: Yeah. When he was yeah, told yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the psychosomatic experience. Yeah. And there's a term for that kind of thing and kind of like denying that. And I just feel like like I'm not the type of person I think that like if you told me I had cancer, um, you know, I'm a pretty I'm I'm my wife thinks I'm a pessimist and I always argue that I'm a realist. Yeah, you know. Every
1: pessimist says that. Well I'm I, the same way. <laughs> I say that from experience, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh. So
0: And maybe there are, you know, pessimistic parts of me in in areas that I, that I, it's truly pessimism, but the examples that she gives, and for the most part, I am just a realist, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I appreciate her optimism. I appreciate everyone's optimism because we need people like that. Even if it's just this false hope thing, you know, I mean, um. Whatever, the, Given whatever the circumstances are, but a lot of these, you know, my wife is very optimistic and stuff and I appreciate that and I need that. My kids need that. And uh, otherwise, it's just a downer to be around somebody who's just a, a realist or a pessimist. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm not the type of person that could. Uh, but of course, if you go, you we, we've talked before about not knowing how you're going to react in a situation until you're in there in, in that situation but I would feel knowing myself that I would, it would kind of shut me down and it would, it would be like accelerating whatever was wrong with me and making whatever was wrong impossible to get rid of and impossible to get through and just quicken it, you know, because I, I would, yeah, I would, I would feel regret about like life choices, you know, like maybe what I did with my life, maybe uh, not being able to get the book, out yet that i'm so proud of or so you know opportunities coming and i'm not going to be here for it and not being around for my wife or kids anymore and stuff like that and i think it would just eat
1: at me yeah i don't know it's one of those things do it you know because of my daughter's story and her message of never give up keep on smiling and and mm-hmm. i need to add that i can add to it the idea of dream bigger thoughts you mm-hmm. know um finding out what you what you love and what you want to do before you die and try to make that a reality today. And if you can't today, make a plan to try to make it a reality. Yeah. But also to accept the possibility that, you know, you might be the person dying from cancer who gets in the car to go to the chemo place and ends up getting T-boned by somebody and dying in a car accident.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, or the guy, you know, you're eating a chicken wing like my buddy, his dad or his brother, where yeah. he dies eating on a chicken wing kind of thing. And And so, mm-hmm. like, because I always because of Momentum mori right remember death it's always in front of you that that philosophy whether catholic or whether um stoic and stuff like that the idea being that you know you're probably no matter what going when you do die if you, especially if you're given a long life and you die um a long death so to speak right <laughs> um that you're going to have these thoughts and these feelings these regrets and those are part of the part of the experience and no matter what you do, you could have a super successful life and you're pro because you're super successful. You might have projects that you started and didn't finish or that you had planned to start and you're going to be bummed. You couldn't get those either. And so to live the best for today that you can, you know, and so, but I'm with you, dude, I, (laughs) that stuff spooks me. And I'm like, I feel like sometimes I only make real big changes. If I'm afraid I'm going to die. Like, like the saw movie, right. That the idea of, you know, do you truly cherish life? Do you, do you truly cherish it? People don't know yeah. about their survival instinct and just how, how much they love life, how much they wish they could cherish it. How much are you they, taking it for granted? Are you mm-hmm. taking it for granted? And you know, actually it's, it's funny that movie, strangely enough, the whole series actually had kind of an effect on me in that way to kind of kick my butt about waiting until do I wait until things are super bad to make changes in my life or do I take responsibility now and make the changes so that yeah. I don't ever get, you know, stabbed in the neck from behind by a person in a pig mask and thrown into a crazy game with saws and knives and everything else. <laughs> Cut off my arm! arm. <laughs> I promise I'll do better. <laughs> you know, so I don't want to do that. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and make that today. So,
0: all right, blood injury and injection phobias. Injury phobias are generally phobias associated with fear of medical procedures. They may all they may often be associated with fainting and hyperventilation. These include Hemophobia, fear of blood, and trypanophobia, fear of receiving an injection. Odontia, odontiotophobia is the fear of visiting a dentist. I don't know why that was put in there, but
1: yeah, uh, yep, okay.
0: Yeah, I when I was a kid, I didn't have that fear, but when I got older, I did, I developed it. And I don't know, I think, I think it kind of stemmed from, uh, I went to a dentist once when I was an adult and, um, uh, they ended up shooting me so that my, um, with the anesthesia, so that my nose went numb. And then I had an itch on my nose. And the itch was <laughs> constantly there. And I couldn't itch it. There was no yeah. itching it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would go to itch it, and there's just nothing there. And it drove me nuts, dude. And put me in like a really anxious state. And I couldn't wait until this thing wore off so I could finally itch this itch that I <laughs> <couldn't reach. laughs> Yeah. And so yeah i mean i don't i wouldn't consider myself having uh these as a phobia more than anyone else i definitely don't have a fear of blood yeah no. um hyperventilation doesn't sound like it would be very fun i don't i'm not afraid of faint though
1: i do wim hof every day so i'm yeah. i'm so i'm in a controlled hyperventilation every day yeah well, yeah okay aerophobia. But dentist. but dentistry okay. i gotta say this dude yeah when I was a kid, I used to be scared as a kid of needles, man. Anything to do with needles, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, no way. They'd have to hold me down. They'd have nurses mm-hmm. come in. I'd scream. It was terrible. And my mom was like, wow. Well, then she, the dentist was another level. I went to this dentist in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and um, it was wicked bad. It, You know, just the, the whole experience. And. I don't know how much of it's true. I don't want to say too much. You know, I don't know that I don't remember the guy's name, but my mom, she, she told me she, she always th- thought I was exaggerating that mm-hmm. cause she'd be in the other room. And she's like, man, I, I always thought maybe he's just exaggerating. She's like, but then I found out, you know, that he was in the paper or whatever. He'd gotten in trouble. His license was being questioned and stuff um, because of stuff that he was doing with kids and everything in there. Right. As wow. dentistry. And so, but I don't, I don't know any more details beyond what I've been told by my mother. Yeah. And so, but growing up, it, that fear stuck with me forever. And mm-hmm. I was so, so terrified. I would drive, you know, a half an hour to go to the VA to get my teeth done. And I get in the parking lot and my heart's racing and I just turn right back around and leave. Mm-hmm. And I'd cry and I'd call them and say, I, I can't do it. And eventually they, they tried giving me things like Xanax, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd go in and they'd give me Xanax, but then I'm so doped out. I'm like falling asleep. I can't even stay awake. I'm so, so you're blown taking too out. much Xanax. It sounds like. Well, I was just or we in Klonopin at first. They tried Klonopin and then they gave me some Xanax. So I'm just like so tired. I'm like, Ugh. and and then eventually, uh, nitrous. And so now I go to a doctor where I get nitrous. But here's the thing, um, it's never so much that I'm like I can't talk. Right? I'm not. I'm not so loopy. I can't function. It's just a mm-hmm. small amount. But the thing is, though, is that. Now I've had it where I I went in not long ago and I had to get something done at the VA because the other place it was issues with insurance and transitioning from one insurance to another with with the VA. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't go to my normal place at Hudsonville dental, which is awesome. But then I went to the VA to get it done and they don't have nitrous. And the guy told me, he's like, well, you know, I'll, I would take it slow. I would do this. I would do that. And I'm like, just do it. And you know, the needle in the mouth, And the grinding and the noises and and hearing stuff and everything, it spooks me out. But I I felt like I got a little tense for a moment, but I've been doing that breathing. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't doing like full blown. (gasps) I wasn't doing that stuff, but I was slowly like I was doing box breathing. So four seconds in, hold four seconds, out four seconds, hold four seconds in and just keep going in that pattern like that. Mm -hmm. And dude, I was (laughs) So, super calm and calm as a cucumber in there. Nice. And it so, but I'm still, you know, I don't want to, I feel like superhuman doing it. <laughs> I know it's not superhuman, but I feel like it is. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, wow yeah, I'm good. You know, and I can do this. But if they're like, Hey, you want to just come back here? Then I'd be like, no, I'm going to go over there with the nitrous guy. <laughs> like, I'm still going to do that. I've never, had, then, I've never had nitrous. It's weird. You get floaty and stuff, mm-hmm. which is a little bit, there's a little anxiety with me from that. But again, Wim Hof, you feel floaty a little bit, like you're not in control all the way and all that. So that's actually really helped even with that. And so I
0: heard that nitrous, that, that yeah, you that it's a very fast process, yep. the, the whole, <laughs> whole procedure. <laughs> and that when they put you under, the next thing you know, you're done and you're good to go. That's well, what I, heard I, anyway.
1: I don't, I, I, I never go under. So no. it's just, they put it well, in your I mean, nose. Even, they have you no, I'm mean,
0: even just using the nitrous. Yeah, time kind of flies. It feels,
1: yeah, it feels like time moves a little quicker. Yeah, you're and you're enjoying yourself and stuff, and it's hard to control, like tongue movement. So, like, move your tongue over to this side, and I'm like, I'm I don't know what I'm doing, guys. (laughs) I'm trying. The last time, last time I got a filling,
0: um, I went to. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do the nitrous. Never had it before, so I called this place, made sure they had it, and they did. Um, I think. Just about everybody does now, but at this time, at this point, they didn't. And I made a playlist on this MP3 player I had, and I put a whole bunch of metal, on there a bunch of Slayer m- mainly. Yeah, and that was a bad choice, man, because you know, I'm, 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 wanting to, I'm wanting to like relax. You know, I should have put some yeah. cavi or some jazz, smooth Yanni. yeah, yeah, some, yeah some new age stuff on there. So I'm I'm sitting there, and they put this thing on my over my nose or whatever, and then I'm. And, I, and uh, I'm like, cool, you know, I'm, I get to experience this for the first time. Scott Webb always always speaks highly of it. So, um, and nothing was happening. And and they're asking me if I felt it and everything. And they're like, no. I, I said, no. And said, all right, we'll be right back. And so they they go downstairs or something. And then they come back up and they go, I get, we just ran out. We don't have any more. And dude, I was so pissed. And I just sat there furious while they worked on my tooth, listening to Slayer. Wishing I had different music to listen to because this is not putting me in a in a you know a good state of mind. And I was so angry with them because I I when I called I made it clear I was like I'm I want to go somewhere with nitrous. Do you you yeah. have a nitrous? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'm I'm going to make an appointment. And they failed me, Ben.
1: They failed they took, you. They
0: took care of the, they took care of the tooth,
1: but they failed me in that area.
0: So number number five. That's when that's part. when you
1: just ask if you can bring in some whippets. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. No, you don't. Nothing. You're like, you're like, I gotta go all these canisters over here. And they're like, oh, it's I'm the like, same thing. So we we normally liquid. just put that in your mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got some I get some uh some liquid rush. How about that? So listen,
1: <laughs> I, real quick. Yeah. I think that this topic and this particular this this topic, this list, and this particular uh, Topic with this, I think it's yeah. so good. I mean, we're only through five. Well, this is yeah. number five. Do okay. you want to do you want to split yeah, we'll it up split, and yeah. do yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to do actually? Is this number six or is this number five?
0: We're going into number five, so we've done five of them.
1: We've done five. Do you want to just because right yeah. now we've had so much fun with this actually, and yeah. it's only going to get better. I mean, you know, it's going to well I, I the agree. ones that are like the crazies. So I don't want to go just long say, too long. We.
0: Yeah, been going about it's been over hours.
1: So, yeah, we've been it's recording now for yeah about an hour and nine minutes. So with editing and stuff, you know, down to about an hour or so. Yeah. And so I just I think it's I, I really like this article. I I really like this list. I think it's I'm fun. Bad. All right, sounds good, dude. See, we'll save the rest of them. So everybody's gonna have to tune back in. Yeah. But next week, actually, uh, don't we have do we have a guest next week? Yes, we
0: have a the, the next week's episode is we've really been waiting for. Yeah. Um uh Because we, we, you know, we've gotten on J- Jason Brandt for months asking him to please watch Birdemic so that he can come on and watch, watch Birdemic part two with us. So today he worked, watched Birdemic for his uh So Bad It's Good, like video show that he does, which is really cool. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. Just, just uh, in the search bar on YouTube. uh So Bad It's Good. And, He's doing birdemic for that, and he's gonna watch part two with us next. Um, Now I don't know if we're gonna watch it together, or if we're gonna watch Jeremiah and I. We gotta watch watch it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And we'll probably have a little uh, clip at the end if I don't butcher it and toss it all over in the middle and elsewhere. (laughs) But
1: uh, (laughs) dude, you never, you never butcher any of these shows. You never butcher the end. That one really. (laughs) <laughs> but at least and you I, get I, him up on time. Yeah. I mean, look—it's yeah. a trade-off, and, and you, right? It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. And you told
0: me in the last episode um yeah, yeah. with the—I uh, think it was James Newman—that I left off the the end, the, the outro, our farting, and outro.
1: you caught, and you caught the one before that. You caught the yeah, yeah,
0: yeah the real, the real butchery. Yeah,
1: but that's—but but, it's—it's a transition thing. It's a process for Chad. It's. A, Elongated. So I mean, it's just it's just a process.
0: To be fair, (laughs) the the one that was butchered, I was up against the wall with a deadline for a really important deadline that I wanted to um, submit a book to a publisher that is kind of a bucket list thing for me. So um, I was I had other deadlines for short stories, and I thought about that a lot. This other time where I left off the intro, our intro or our outro rather, um, was. Because I've been really good about editing these. Yeah. I've been editing them on Sundays, and they're not going to go up for another week. Like, I've had this last episode edited for a week now almost. And the week before, I had that one done for almost a week. Mm-hmm. I will ed- I will edit this one Sunday, but it's not going up till next Sunday. So there are some minor things that, you know, I probably went and go this is edited um all i gotta do is put on the intro that my wife does and um and make a thumbnail and toss it on there and then so because of that i left off the the outro with uh, mr blaine cook from the accused doing his scream
1: and then the fart you that's like the high point of the show It always is. (laughs) Every episode, the very last sound, they're like, I've been waiting for it. (laughs) It's catharsis, dude, at the end. Like, the whole show is great. And then it gets to the end, and they hear that scream, and then they hear, you know, and it's just perfect. It's, you know.
0: Speaking of Blaine, it was just his birthday a couple of days ago, so happy belated, Blaine. Yes,
1: dude. Happy birthday, Blaine. Missed that guy. And, dude, we're going to have a recurring guest later on this month. We we don't have to say who yet, but we're going to have a recurring guest. We We can say it on the next show.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are. In fact,
1: that's that'll true. be our our third recurring guest. But the the two often come on together, right, Hunter? Well,
0: no, Jeff. it'll be our fourth because Jason Brandt will be our. Third no, it's true. Before. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're having we're having two guests on um, after Jason and you and I talk about Birdemic Two, which I I can't wait for. I can't wait to watch Birdemic Two. Yeah. Really dude, like I, I've movie. been
1: I've been pumped about it for a long time. Yes. I've been super psyched about watching that stinking movie, and I haven't been able to because I'm waiting to see this, you know. And so I haven't even seen the trailer, dude. Oh no,
0: I'm not
1: Yeah, that. I, I refuse to do it. I'm like, I don't want to see the trailer, you know, and it's <laughs> I think the only movie is not even close, but it is second place that I really want to see, and I, I'm but I'm not willing to dole out the loot, dude, is Spiral. With Chris Rock, uh, I I, I, la- I watched the entire I,
0: you you watched it? No, I watched the trailer and I laughed all
1: all the way through. It looks junk, dude. The trailer, to be quite honest. Yeah, and you know, I yeah, can't yeah, take yeah. Chris Rock seriously. So <laughs> he's a 13th Apostle. How can you not take it seriously? I mean, every he's time so- he's
0: screaming and stuff like that, I'm just like, oh this does not look good.
1: He's trying to break out, man. He's trying to do more dramatic stuff, you know? Like, yeah, but God bless you gotta him. Man, you got to give him credit. I mean, maybe... I, don't, I
0: don't I don't believe in pigeonholing,
1: but right. let's face it, sometimes
0: there are some people it is hard to um it is hard to not keep them in that box. Like know? Will yes. Ferrell. Like I love yeah. Will
1: Ferrell, but it, he's kind of like you see him and you just expect that, you know? But, yeah, but, but Adam I've Sandler seen... used to be that.
0: Yeah, I've seen yeah. Will Ferrell in um, some cool movies. He was in a movie based on a Raymond um, or a, a, a Carver story that that um, I can't remember what it was called. But he's sitting on his lawn selling his stuff during a yard sale because he'd been kicked out of his house or something. I it was a good movie and it was a drama, kind
1: of a dramedy. But right, I I must if I threw him under the bus and people are gonna be like, oh dude, he's come up with a bunch of good ones I'd be like, oh crap, you know. But I but I've always kind of a, Seen him with that. And I like I said, Adam Sandler. But Adam Sandler is broken out, you know, from that kind of being pigeonholed sort of thing. Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. You know, Jim Carrey is another one. Right. But he kind of he, he broke out of that. He was at least doing like um he was doing different movies that were they were drama, not just simply kind of another Jim Carrey movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so you give these people. But Chris Rock—that's
0: got to be hard. That's got to be hard to do too, especially for someone like Jim Carrey, Carrey, who's so physical in his comedy, you know, and he's such a rubber face. Yeah, to have that face that we're used to seeing all twisted and contorted, um, doing, you know, something serious. Um, But yeah, he he does a good job. And I was just thinking last night about how uh, I was thinking about typecasting and stuff, and and how, like Elijah Wood, makes excellent decisions on the movies that he chooses to um to be in yeah he does a lot of indie stuff
1: what's that horror one he did daddy some daddy or whatever oh dude yeah i was why i want to i want to see it yeah
0: oh dude
1: i yeah. watched that for the second time last
0: night my wife hadn't seen it and i was like i saw it like a year or two ago yeah x Ex- oh my gosh that's such a good movie and don't yeah don't read about it or don't you know don't read the synopsis or anything and he Just was
1: in wilbur it. dude Wilbur, Wilbur. With the with the dog, the he where he sees a dog that's a in a costume, but everyone else just sees a normal dog, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the dog talks oh, to him, bro. He's he's so good he's in, in that.
0: He's in the uh, there's a really um popular cult film from the eighties, uh, really really greening a uh, gritty, grindhouse type of movie called Maniac, and they did a remake of it, and he plays the maniac in it, and. He does such a great job. And a lot of people I talk to and um, this, I share this opinion with them is that the remake is better than the original. And of course, and, uh,
1: you know, Lord of the Rings.
0: He's, but that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. Because yeah. he was in Lord of the Rings and such a plate in, you know, uh, all those movies that um, he's pretty blessed to not be, to be able to do all this other stuff without someone saying, Oh, that's just Frodo you know and not being Oh able to yeah dude. seriously. Oh. Cuz when someone goes into a, a big film yeah. like that um it can be hard for them to break out of that or It's to, like or the story
1: it's not the same thing but it's the same idea of somebody acting and not being able to break out of it. Um Adam West, dude. The story of Batman when he yeah. played the role of Batman, the, that story is actually like tragedy where he eventually was doing you know, retirement gigs and stuff, you know, going to like high schools and there'd be twenty people and you send there nah, 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 and people I mean it was it was so tragic because he had been at, at this height, you know, and during plus, that era. Wasn't he
0: he was like the the mayor of that city. What is it? Kohog? He was the mayor of the, that city for a while too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused for a second. I'm like when he died I'm like, wait, Kohog, what? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, he was. And you know Rock he, Bottom he, but he was typecast for, like for so badly for so long, people just, they could not separate that, yeah. you know, and say, well, you're him, you're that guy, yeah. you know? And so it, it's hard for some of these people. So, but yeah, so anyway, exciting stuff. We have really, really, really good uh, shows coming up. People do not want to miss it. And remember, if you want to get in contact with us, it's super easy. Paleo cheese, P-A-L-E-O-C-H-E-E. Z Z E paleo cheese at Gmail or at YouTube or Facebook or any of the other places. It's always just paleo cheese. If you look it up with the Z in there, the Z you will find us and it's going to be a bunch of great fun. Make sure of course, uh, send all your love and your hate. We don't mind either one. You go ahead and you send that to our email and we'll do our best to try to get back with you.
0: All right. Peace out. Peace (laughs) out.